This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. It's the weekend. It's Randy Merkin here filling in for Carmen DeFalco on the Odds Couple presented by Prop Swap. And let's bring in the star of the show, Mike North. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great, Randy. I know Carm's out in New Orleans uh, scouting uh, locations for what I don't know. He's out there with his lovely wife. I hope he has a good time, but we're going to carry the load. Mike, speaking of props, I want to give you props for last Friday because you came out and Kyle Davies was pitching really poorly. And I remember you gave your bonus pick on, on Carmen and Yurko, and you said you liked the under with Kyle Davies. And not only did you like the under, you gave out the score, 3-2. to two, Because I, I went back and listened. I'm like, I think, Get out. Gave, I think he gave out the winning score. You did. You're like, 3-1 now. It's me, 3-2. And, yeah, and, and then take the under. And I'm like, wow. I, I even tweeted out. I'm like, that, that's pretty impressive. So props to that because, again, I know it's the system, but that, that was a crazy pick because Kyle Davies was not pitching well. Well, yeah, and the other game. guy, too. I right, mean, uh, right. he was absolutely horrendous. Yep. I mean, they've both been horrendous. Uh, but they, you know what? They, they throw a lot of, you know, Davies nibbles. Uh, the other guy throws slow curve balls. And uh, I think it was Cahill is his name. Right. And, 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 and you know Former what? Cub. Yeah, it's three to two, and I'm going, wow. I'm going, you know, we were very, very fortunate. And, you know, uh, today... Uh, with uh, Jeff Miller uh, and Yurko, I gave out uh, under Colorado and Colorado. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, with that. And you know what? It's just it's just a lot of fun. Keeps me busy. I got uh, a lot of stuff going on right now, but there's nothing like handicapping. Keeps you in the game. I mean, I bet golf last week. I had been doing good. And then uh, uh, last week I, I lose in the finals. I forget who even won. Who won? R- Rory. Rory won. Rory gets it done. Yeah. I went against Rory, mm-hmm. and you know, because usually Rory fades, and we had talked about right, that. Right, And you know what? I was happy for him because, I, you know, when you see the golf channel, and you know all these guys watch it, he got scor- really scorched by a couple people there saying, you know, it's not a priority. He had a baby. Things change. It's been a long time. And I think, you know, a competitor like him takes that to heart, and I saw a different guy. I really did. Well, you know, you have to also know, I mean, it's, it is weird because you're right. He missed a cut, I think, his last turn before right. that, Mike. And, but that course, he really, he's, already, he's the only guy who's won Twice. multiple times there. So it's his third win there. Um, and he hit a shot on 16, a drive that was a phenomenal. Then on 18, all he has to do is put it in the fairway, and he, he drives it out of bounds. Yeah. But somehow gets it on the green with his third shot and two putts for the win. So Rory McIlroy, who next week uh, will be playing a, a course he knows well as well for the PGA Championship. So... He might be the. I think he is the favorite now at ten to one. So we'll, we'll get into that a little later. But yeah. uh, how are you, Mike? Everything good? By uh, the way? Doing great, baby. Baseball's going. We're doing well. The White Sox have been winning me money. I mean, you don't get off the White Sox right now. I mean, basically, as far as uh, you know, as far as maybe for the next two three weeks, it just seems like Tony Larusa managing better now since that uh, debacle that he had where he didn't know the rule. Uh, the team responding. Uh, I don't think a lot of people expected that. Uh, but then I don't think a lot of people expected Cleveland, like I said earlier today, to be 13-3. and So, you know, it's going to be nip and tuck, but it's not going to be the Minnesota Twins, who I don't think are going to recover 
uh, from their bad start. I mean, they have dug a hole. I know they could come back, but I just, I've said it all along. They looked uh, like they were living off last year. They look a little bit out of shape. They're not playing with the same intensity. Rocco Baldelli's made some mistakes. So, I mean, you got to be hopeful for the White Sox. And, you know, the additions that, we, uh, that, that Han picked up, I give him credit. I said the rebuild might not work, but then all of a sudden he gets himself a Lance Lynn, gets himself a Tony LaRusa, goes out and gets a Dallas Keuchel. I mean, change the culture of the ball club. Yeah, Rick Hahn deserves a ton of credit for what, for what he's done and how he's built this team. Mike, and I don't think we know yet how good this Sox team is going to be, obviously, because they're missing two key parts. But I, you, ha- you have to be impressed with how they have responded, especially since the Luis Robert in- injury, right? Because... They have just, not only they are they beating teams, they're dominating teams with every aspect of the game right now. Maybe well, de- maybe defense a little weak, but outside of that, they're, they're dominating the games. Well, I'll tell you one guy that I really uh, used to have a problem with, and it was Tim Anderson in the field. Now, the first four years, he was making 20 years a season. You can't have a shortstop making 20 years a season. Then last year, in 49 ball games, Randy, he makes six errors. You compute that out, that's 18, 20 errors again. He's only got one error this year. One error. Wow. That's a guy, and I don't know how many people even know that. He's been uh, as good a shortstop as anybody in the game, including the guy on the other side of town. Uh, I'd rather have Tim, uh, Tim Anderson bat for, for, instead of Baez, it, 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 just because he seems to get more wood on the ball. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But as far as fielding goes, he's making the plays you're supposed to make, which he wasn't doing before. Yeah, Mike, he, he, he's an exciting player, and I, I feel like you're right. I mean, he's... You know, he's won batting titles, right? He's he's done that. But you're right, defensively and leadership-wise, I think he's really taken over on this Sox Oh, yeah. Team. And, you know, I want to say this, and I Cap put out a great tweet uh, the other day. Name the three major stars in town. And right. uh, he had Kane, he had Bryant, but then he had Justin Fields. And I said to myself, okay, we're talking about the most hyped guys right now because – I really believe Tim Anderson should be on that list uh, as a major star, but he's not hyped. He's not hyped by anybody. It's just a take it for granted. Even my wife, Bebe, says, you know what? He just does the job, doesn't say a whole lot. I go, B, he he was flipping the bat and everything else last year. He seems to not be doing a whole lot of that. He makes the home run fun when he hits one, but he's not rubbing anybody's face in it. Just seems like he's taking a heightened role, and I'm going to give Tony La Russa some of that credit. Uh, you're right. He, I mean, Tony Tony LaRusso might have some effect on how Tim Anderson has changed his game this year, but Tim Anderson certainly has been a leader on this team. He's helped Billy Hamilton out. Billy Hamilton said what a big help he's been to him. You're listening to the odds couple, Randy Merkin, in for Carmen DeFalco. Mike, let's get to some odds here on Major League Baseball, and let's let's talk about the World Series first before we get mm-hmm. to the division. Okay. The White Sox right now are 10-1. to Your your favorite still is the Dodgers, who have been struggling. They're, they, they have not been great. They they're not hitting now. Uh, Bellinger has been out for basically the entire season. Uh, their pitching staff has been intact. But, Mike, if, if, if I gave you the Dodgers, the White Sox at 10-1, to or if I gave you the Yankees at 7-1, who, who would you take right now as the betting favorite right now to win the World Series? Well, to get there, I'd take the White Sox over the Yankees. Okay. I, I just think that their pitching's better. I right. really do. And, and, and once again, we're talking about the general manager, who I didn't have a whole lot of faith in three, four years ago, but you got to call it like you see it. Uh, improved the bullpen, too. I mean, they seem to be, I think La Russa saw this team, saw what they needed, um, 
and I think that they would be the favorite. Now, the Dodgers won their AAU championship last year. Uh-huh. You know, their 60-game championship. Right. I mean, so let's see them do it for the full season because they hadn't won in the full season with great teams, a lot of great teams since 1988. And the shortened season made heroes out of a lot of people. It really did. And, 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 and I think the White Sox are a perfect example of a team that you weren't sure was going to come in this year and do the same thing because it was a shortened season. And they, haven't, and they haven't skipped a beat where, in fact, the Dodgers, I think they've, they've had in their last 15 games, they've been minus 200 or above uh, five, six times, and they've lost them. Hmm. So if you're betting against the Dodgers right now, you're probably, besides the Minnesota Twins, you're treading water. If you bet the Twins every game, you're down 10, 10 15, 20 units right now. You know, that's just the way it is. If people have been betting Minnesota, expecting them to come out of it, just think of the massive beating they've been taken. Because I think there's people that even thought that they'd at least get one in Chicago. Right. Uh, Mike, on the other side of town with the Cubs, mm-hmm. okay, struggling six games out of first place, uh, win four in a row, then lose three in a row, offense inconsistent, starting pitching inconsistent. Right now, Mike, if you're betting the Cubs to win their division, you can get them at 11-1, to 11-1 to 1 odds in the Cubs. Any chance you, you bite at that or no no way? Yeah, I think that if we talk, and we're going to be talking to Luke in a, in a few minutes, I think if we do, we could probably talk to Luke about buying the Cubs at 11-1. to 1. And if they make a run or a surge, maybe getting rid of it. I mean, I don't know if they're good enough to do to get it all, but I think that their competition. Look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee is uh, without Yelich. You know, you're right. without your main star. Right. And 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 Cincinnati to me is up and down. Pittsburgh's nowhere. I mean, you. I hazard to think if they would have kept Hugh Darvish, where we're at right now, we're right there. Um, I know Jack Peterson's on a roll now, but I had said, you know, they were better off having Schwarber and Darvish than having Davies and Peterson. Since that time, Peterson's picked up, uh, you know, where he's almost hitting 500 his last 25 at-bats. But, yeah, you can't count the Cubs out of it, especially with a bunch of players that are playing for contracts or playing to maybe stay or playing to improve their, their credibility in another market. You know, the Cubs really are in a no-win situation right now because they've got three guys they uh, want to resign and they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. At some point, they're going to have to decide if they want to go for it this year or just get rid of, start trading away pieces. So, you know, you're, that's why I think they're maybe at, so where they're at, 11-1. to 1 because, But if they would have kept, if they would have kept Darvish, where are they? And San Diego's a different ball club because he's been terrific. He has. And yep. that, that's what hurts. We we struggled with him the first year or two. He turns things around, gets it done, and then we just let him go. And then you see Theo cut out. Right. I mean, the whole thing, I mean, to me, you undervalued your ball club. Maybe you were fed up with them. And it seems like some people couldn't. Now, now can they still do it? Yeah. But, I mean, if you had him as your ace with the guys behind him, I mean, Lester, he's going to have his up and downs. I didn't have a problem with them uh, uh, getting rid of John, although he's a competitor and he always manages to come up big in certain situations. I had no problem with that. It was the U Darvish one, who I was a critic of three, four years ago, but then he finally straightens it out and we let him go. Uh, by the way, a crazy, Mike, a crazy odds right here for the... I love crazy the odds. The NL West, the Dodgers are my, minus 300, which isn't for them, which isn't, you know... Great odds because they've no. been so dominant. And the, the Giants, who are, are winning the division or right there, 
are nine to one right now. And you know, they they have been consistent all year with everything they've done so far. And uh, Gabe Kepler's done a great job there. So I just threw that out there. I don't know if I would play that well, or not, but hey, you know what? You can. And they're leading. I mean, they're hitting home runs. They're making the plays in the field. Uh, but I think they're they're. they're I, I I sort of called them the Royals. Uh, since yeah. I did that, the Royals can't win a game. Right. But San Francisco keeps going. So yep. they look they look legit, and you know they got a tough division there. But they're 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 playing some great baseball. Buster Posey's playing good ball. A lot of the a lot of the guys of their mainstays are coming through right now. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to one of the owners owners founders of Props Up. Luke Burgandy joins us next oh, on the Odds oh, Couple. Oh, oh. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. And it's our pleasure to bring in the owner, founder, Luke Pergani from PropSwap. Luke, how are you, my friend? What's up, guys? Good, Luke. Uh, Luke, we're doing well. And uh, obviously, PropSwap is always hopping. What What a great place to go. Uh, but let's start with the PGA Championship, which is next week. And I bet you, Luke, Rory McIlroy might be a hot name right now. Yeah, yeah, he has sure uh, turned his almost golf career around. My goodness, the last six years, six plus years, he has been down. Um, but yeah, he got hot. So uh, he is a top 10 golfer. Um, you know, last year, Morikawa to win this thing was 50 to 1 odds. Crazy. And, you know, one. Um, so, uh, you know, clearly long shots can win this tournament. Um, so yeah, but both Rory, I like, I continue to like Morikawa. He seems to be always in the hunt. And obviously with prop swap, these guys don't have to win anymore, right? You just got to get a long shot golfer. He's 75 to one. He gets down to 10 to one on next Saturday or Sunday and you can sell it. So you're not necessarily betting for these guys to win. You're just buying the bet on props off, hoping that the odds will go down, and then you can sell it for a profit. You know what, Luke? That's a great point that you make, and I would look that way for baseball too. Are there bottom feeders, guys out there that buy a team like Minnesota now who's gotten off to a horrendous start but trying to maybe pull off a Washington National type of thing that they did uh, uh, when they won the World Series and they started out 19-33. and 33. Are you getting people buying teams like, uh, like them, teams like the Giants right now who are very popular? I'm sure people got burned by Kansas City buying on prop swap, but are you getting some guys that are buying teams that have the potential to come back from a debacle like Minnesota and 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 are they, are they buying those type of teams? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, the, the to your point, the Washington Nationals example uh, of when they won, you know, the World Series a couple of years ago. They right. were at this point, you know, they were like fifty to one odds. Uh, I believe even sixty to one, you could have found them at. So mm-hmm. uh, just because a team is having a first uh, poor first half of the season doesn't mean they're out. Um, so yeah, we've been selling. With San Francisco Giants tickets, a little bit of Phillies tickets. They're around the 500 mark. Um, uh, How about Cleveland? 13 and three. Yep, yep. Selling a ton of Cleveland Indian tickets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Luke. Um, uh, sorry, Randy. I was going to say, how thick are fans, Luke? Because like <laughs> uh, after Rory wins uh, last Welcome. week, yeah. I mean, I, I got to imagine that he was all of a sudden like the people were trying to go in and buy buy because you know he's won before where they're going to play the PGA champions as well uh, next week. So I, I got to imagine fans are, are jumping on trying to get Rory tickets as quickly as they can. Yeah, no. And it, 
it's people overreact so much by what they've seen recently. And that's what we always say at Props Off. It's like, it doesn't hurt to just post whatever bet you have for a really high price, right? So just see if people overreact, post your, you know, uh, the Miami Heat had a nice win against the Sixers. Like, just post your Miami Heat ticket at odds of 15 to 1 and see if someone buys it from you. Because we see this all the time where a team will win one game. Rory wins one golf tournament. Sure. And they think he's, you know, all world. In reality, like, he's probably the same golfer he's been for five years now. Like, you know, going to be in the hunt. You know, I'm not going to put him up there with, you know, the Brysons and, and DJs of the world. Um, but yes, people are very fickle. People overreact. And, Obviously, on all the other apps, you can't sell your bets. You can only buy the bets. Mm-hmm. But with PropSob, you could take advantage of that emotional wagering and just post your bet for sale and see if you can get a bite out of it. So, Luke, with the play-in tournament starting next week, the NBA playoffs get underway, I have to imagine tickets are going to be really hot this weekend in NBA. And, you know, one team which is an enigma, and I was talking to my son about them this morning, is the Lakers. Like, I can't trust LeBron and Anthony Davis. They're going to be healthy for a seven-game series. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's clearly the team that PropSwap is having the most polarizing opinions on is the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you buy the dip? Do you say, okay, you know, they're they're finally odds of like plus 400, even plus 450 is the LA Lakers. Do you now buy that? Are you selling your bet that you've been holding on to all year? And now it's, you know, you're just cutting your losses to get out. I mean, they're in the playing tournament. Like, <laughs> There's no doubt that they could lose the the game and and they're out. Um, so yeah, very very polarizing team. What do you do with the Los Angeles Lakers? It seems like there's very clear consensus out of the East that it's probably going to be the Brooklyn Nets with Harden getting healthy again. Obviously, Kyrie Blake Griffin is contributing, uh, but the West is uh, how do you play the Los Angeles Lakers? So obviously, with props off when there's very polarizing opinions from both buyers and sellers, it's it's good to be the middleman. Uh, one more for you, Luke, about the NHL playoffs, which are starting soon. The Blackhawks won't be in it, of course. But uh, how does how do fans react with that? Is it just now people going crazy trying to, because, you know, as you said, series can be over just like that, and then your ticket's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We say deadlines spur action, right? So people have been riding a Washington Capitals ticket or a Boston Bruins ticket or a St. Louis Blues ticket all season long, like, now it's go time, right? Now if you drop one series, you're done. Um, so we've seen a ton of action on the Avalanche. Golden Knights continue to be a popular team. I would see Boston and D.C., like I just mentioned. Um, but And the lower, you know, the more long shot teams, St. Louis Blues and Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, St. Louis the is most popular. Action. St. Louis, yeah. for some reason, is a popular bet, even during the regular season, Luke. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, hey, Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, there's so there's – there's no clear-cut winner this year. I don't. I, I don't think it's not like the old days and when the Canadians won every single year. Uh, I like you said, that's where you're going to get a lot of your your action. Those people yeah. selling those tickets. Yeah, I, I think the Blues have a shot. They obviously won the Stanley Cup just you know three years ago against Boston in that Game Seven thriller. Um, so I, I think they got a shot. And again, like we're not. I'm not necessarily saying St. Louis is going right. to win the Stanley Cup. What I am saying. Is forty to one is a good price. Buy it now on PropSwap and then sell it in three weeks at odds of ten to one. Quadruple your money. Hey Luke, thanks as always for joining us. Uh, happy wagering, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. <laughs> thanks, Randy. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Luke. There's Luke Pergandy, the PropSwap owner.
I don't believe Greater. Rory's going to win two in a row. I'm sorry. I'm with him. He almost, like you said, he almost you know, he hit the ball out of bounds. I mean, I, I, I'm with Luke. I think Roy McIlroy's got the same game he's always had. Uh, the field was pretty decent. I give him credit. But you brought up the best point. He's comfortable there. And I think the criticism started spurning him on. He's been working on his game. But it is hard for me to believe that he'd win again. It really is. I, I don't see it. Well, Mike, you know, it's an interesting point you bring up, but just just so you know that last time when Rory I, I think I heard this correctly when he won mm-hmm. at uh when he won at uh, uh where he won last week, Wells Fargo that he ended up winning the PGA Championship that same year. Yeah. So, um I don't know. We'll, we'll that see. That was a while ago. I know it was. He hasn't won a a major like in, in I think since With 2000, a different 2014, 2014, I believe right. was the last time. It's been um, seven years. Mike, I, I want to get back to the NBA with you because sure, you know, Luke, Luke was talking about the Lakers, and I mentioned it too. Like, h- How do you bet the Lakers right now, Mike? Because they might be in the play-in game, and they are the second favorite behind the Brooklyn Nets at 5-1 to one right now to win the NBA championship. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is the best player on that team, not LeBron James. I think LeBron James has been healthy for a couple weeks. I think he's been sandbagging. Anthony Davis is the man. But, I mean, LeBron James, if he's your number two, I mean, you know what? I don't care if you think they're injured or not. Uh, if they play the play-in game and they play, let's say, Golden State, I don't know who they're going to play. I still don't have this whole thing down. Right. Uh, but I could see them winning. I mean, it's a it's a one-game deal. And... Uh, Davis is the common denominator, and if Curry, let's say they played Golden State, if Curry has an off game, I, I you know, it, 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 it's basketball. It's basketball. I've seen these teams; they need they need these wins, and they're still losing. Um, and in, and the West is so competitive. And you know what? I think it'll be bad for the game if the Lakers were to win the whole thing, because then it just bastardizes the regular season. You know, you rest everybody, and 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 I think the regular season in the NBA is, except for gamblers, Randy, is basically. Dead on arrival. The ratings show it and everything else. I mean, I watch it, uh, but I'm a gambler. Uh, How many people really turn on these games? Now, I watched last night Philadelphia and the Heat. I had the Heat, and they won that thing going away. And, you know, you'd think that Philadelphia, like Charles Barkley said, would do something, maybe put up resistance because, you know, you're going to meet these guys maybe down the line, but they didn't, and Miami ran away. And I think Miami is a sleeper pick. Jimmy Butler, uh, they're 6-1. and one. Uh, Butler, in their last seven, Butler mm-hmm. played the six wins. Right. Didn't play the one loss. Right. You know, he, he's, he's the ultimate load management guy him, himself, Jimmy Butler. He seems like he's... Yep. But... Um, but so, looking at the odds here, Mike, for the NBA Finals uh, to win the championship, the Brooklyn Nets, which is a crazy that, that I crazy mean, they they really haven't been together. I think James Harden finally played his last game, so they're they're uh, uh, plus two forty. The Lakers are five to one. The Clippers are almost six to one. Then you got the Jazz with the best record in the West at six and a half to one. And how about the Phoenix Suns, all the way down to fourteen to one, and the Bucks are nine to one. Uh, you mentioned the Sixers before, and your Miami Heat are twenty-eight to one. I just threw a bunch of wow. teams. I threw a bunch of teams out there, Mike. But like, if you had a feel for a team outside of the Brooklyn Nets, who everyone seems to think is going to win the East and go to the finals, uh, who who would you who would you jump at right now? I I jump at Dragic, and I jump at Butler. I jump at Miami. So you're taking. So you think Miami has a legitimate chance? To, Absolutely, okay. they do, and they played. They've played pretty good ball. You're right. I mean. Uh, uh, they they take it easy at times. Bolster's a good coach, uh, but yeah, the odds seem very very high 
But I I, I watched last night, and uh, you know Haslam gets kicked out of the game after three minutes. They're going to take their runs at Embiid. Uh, it seemed to shake him up. Uh, there's no enforcer on that team to help him. He's got to take the load. They ran at their star, and the star got uh, flustered. Haslam gets kicked out. Well, he's he's going to retire at the end of the year, uh, and uh, they fronted him and they they made him look bad. And you know Miami's got some pedigree, and I just love Dragic. He hasn't been completely healthy, and Butler being back, I, it's it's not a bad bet. It really is not. That's one you maybe buy at the odds now. Yep. And if they make that second round, like you said with Luke, you could sell that baby. Yep. Uh, one more team I want to bring up before we break here, Mike, and it's a team Carm loves. Uh, he, he bet him last year, I think, to win the Western Conference. They fell a little short. Jamal Murray's out for the year, but the Denver Nuggets and the MVP with Jokic are 12-1. to 1. Do you think the—no? Just no. two? No? Okay. I don't. You know why? Because Murray's out. I, I think if he's playing—I know they picked up Gordon— but I love Jokic. I love I love him. I really do. But I don't I don't see it happening. I, I, I I'll tell you what, I'm I'm rooting for Utah. I mean Quinn Snyder may not even get coach of the year. I keep hearing, well look what Phoenix did. Well they picked up Chris Paul. He's a regular season hero. He'll be out of the playoffs, him and Booker, before you know it. But they did have a great year. I think Monty Williams is gonna win this thing. Thibodeau, he's gonna steal some votes from New York. But Quinn Snyder, how many people picked Utah to win the Western Conference? Yeah, I mean, How many? not not to win the whole. Nobody, no, no not to win the Western Conference. I right. think, I think, I think. I mean, with, with Donovan Mitchell and Ingles, I mean, come on. I mean, they got a nice team. Uh, Gobert is a terrific, uh, uh, you know, defensive player. Uh, can get you some points. So I'm rooting for them. They seem to play. They seem to be the one NBA team that's a team. That's a right. team. They got guys that can hurt you from all over, and they come to play every night. All right, we got to take a break, but when we come back here on The Odds Couple, hey, the NFL released its schedule this weekend. It's like a holiday. I want to pick Mike's brain on what teams can legitimately have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Back in a minute on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. Randy Merkin filling in for Carmen Falco, along with Mike North, presented by the great people at PropSwap. And Mike, you think it's a national holiday. I know you, I mean, listen, you are a legend in the radio business. Did you ever take the NFL schedule as big as it is now? Like when you guys, when, when I don't even know back then, Mike, I'm not dating you, but like, was it, was, was it a big deal when you, when you were in your heyday? When the Bear schedule came out, Jiggs, Jiggets and I would do a segment, maybe two, win, right. loss, when we didn't spend all day on it, and I found it interesting. You know, I love Sylvie's tweets. Sylvie asks these good questions, you know, and he asked a question. He said, uh, do you like the coverage of the schedule of the NFL, yes or no? And for I was surprised. 51%, half of the listeners, and there was a pretty good sizable poll, as always, in Sylvie's, in Sylvie's tweets, 51% said they weren't enamored by it. Uh, I think you talk about it. I think you, but I, I think 80% of the country or the, uh, the the radio stations and, and podcasts spent too much time on it. I really did. You did, but but if I had to ask you, were you interested at all? Like, were were you watching and you know to see where the Bears were going to be playing each week? And like, boy, that's a good stretch for them. They can win three in a row. Did that did you, you know what I noticed about the Bears' schedule? What's that? I bet you didn't notice this. 
as sharp a guy as you are. You know how I will bump into each other, you're getting some coffee. Uh-huh. Well, you, Randy, you're sharp. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I just walk on. <laughs> Did you, The Bears don't have, they alternate. Home, road, home. You're, the, the host of this show, Carmen DeFalco, is the one who pointed that out to Did me. Did he point that out? Yep. God bless him. Yep. Because I can't believe that. I think it's the first time ever that, you know, if you win at home, you can't get any momentum. The next thing you know, you're on the road. And if you win on the road, you go, well, you know what? We go home, and that's where maybe you could capitalize. But there's no consecutive home games or consecutive road games in a 17-game schedule. I found that odd. Yeah, that is odd, and I, you know what, I, I'm trying to remember, Mike, if it has happened before, but if it has, it hasn't happened very, I can't remember very often, and that is, I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I guess, you know, not having to travel two straight weeks is a good thing, but not also being, you know, the comfort of, of your home field for two or three straight weeks. What happens if Green Bay, and uh, let's say Rodgers is back, has two, three games at home, on, you know, or two games in a row? I mean, uh, that that's nice for them. I understand it will even out and stuff, but the Bears... <laughs> Maybe they like it this way. Maybe it will turn out to their benefit. Maybe if they have a stinker at home, it's good to get out of town. They steal one on the road. I don't know, but I don't think. I mean, I, especially when the Bears played at Wrigley Field uh, in September, the Cubs were still at home. So there was no way they were going to, uh, you know, play, you know, consecutive home games in September, I don't think. But I don't remember them alternating like this. All right, uh, Mike, obviously with the Bears division, everything's up in the air because we don't know Aaron Rodgers' plan for the future. But let's before we get to the Bears division, let's talk about the Bears' win total, which is 7.5. It's minus 135 if you want to go over, and it's plus 105 if you want the under. So at 7.5 wins, Mike, which way are you going on the Bears? Man, I heard the front office say they're going to win 10 games. Okay. As soon as I heard that, I Now, that's I not as big a deal because that's now that's, that's 17 games. That's 10 and 7. I guess that's three games over 500, so it is okay. Yeah, but, I mean, isn't it weird that it's only seven and a half with 17 games? Right, right. I mean, I thought I, – I think that would be bad if they played 16. Right. And we got I, – I think, once again, there's a people at the, at the quarterback position. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be ready. I hope to God they didn't play 10 – I don't want Justin Fields to start against the Rams. I have no axe to grind with the kid. I think everybody's overrating them like they are this whole class. Maybe Trevor Lawrence will even be a bust. I mean, this isn't the class of Elway, Marino, Jim Kelly. This is the most overhyped quarterback class I've ever seen. I think Trevor Lawrence might be your only go-to guy, that you, and you don't even know if he's going to make it, considering the organization he's in. So I, I just think it's going to be tough, don't you? I mean, for for seven and a half wins, yeah, you know I, I'm gonna bet it only on this premise, Mike, because that I, you're a Bear fan. I'm a Bear fan, and boy, <laughs> I, I just don't see how with that defense and oh, quit th- it. that they they can't win. And I I I think Andy Dalton's gonna be better than people think if he starts the year. I I, I don't think he's he's not Nick. You Foles. don't think he'll go two and one and throw an interception, and then be replaced by Fields, do you? Uh, no. <laughs> I will tell you this. Andy Dalton throws for 4,000 yards. People tell me this all the time. I go, absolutely. Shame on him. They were always behind, and they hardly ever made the playoffs. He never won a playoff game. So you were playing in the fourth quarter and throwing almost every down. I don't want a quarterback that throws for 4,000 yards. I'd like one that throws for 3,300, 3,400, but runs the football and everything else. I think the Bear defense, you brought it up, and nobody's talking about it. We're concentrating just on the quarterback position, position, Rand, and that's a good point you brought up. It's up to the Bear defense. Now, I heard their guy say the other day, Mane or whatever his name is, that they got to 
uh, rush the passer. Well, we understand that, and it didn't happen a lot last year. So it seems to me, I don't know if it's Petten that's calling this or what, that they're going to try to put more pressure on these guys. I mean, last year they had Hicks going back in coverage. You can't see that. you got to have the four guys rushing, maybe more. Okay, so you're you're leaning towards the under then. I'm the leaning Bears. towards the under only because the Bears said their front office says they'll win 10 games. Well, you know, I hope to God it happens. But it would be hard. At minus 135. Okay, it seems like they should win eight or nine or ten. It looks, I asked three people, what do you think? They all said over. And don't forget, Andy Dalton was supposed to win more than, after, after what's his name, Dak Prescott went down. They only won six games in Dallas, and their team was pretty good. Right, okay, Mike, let's move on because we got a lot of teams I want to hit here before okay. we go to break. Uh, how about the team that the Bears will play in week one, who they acquired Matthew Stafford. Everyone loves Sean McVay. They think he's the next great coach. He made it to the Super Bowl. Early on in his career, their over-under is 10.5 wins, and the over is plus 105. Do you think the Rams can win 11 games this year? Well, that better be the game that Dalton starts. They better not start fields against Aaron Donald and them. I think that they're on a mission. They got a new quarterback, but I would ask you this. Name me the big games Matthew Stafford ever won. Well, that's the thing. His, His record against winning teams is terrible. Horrible. Never pulled one out in the fourth quarter. Well, that's not true. He's pulled out many games in the fourth quarter, but obviously not. But he was always. Teams. I understand. He, he, you'll never hear his name mentioned with great comebacks because he was always behind. Right. Okay. And 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 he never won big games to me. And and I think that I think the guy that they got at Detroit is gonna is on a mission. Golf. He's the guy that he went to the Super Bowl. I understand he digressed a little bit, but my God. I mean, it's not like they're getting a bum, you know, in Detroit. And I think Detroit's a team that could be a surprise team that nobody's keeping an eye on because they got rid of Stafford. Yet with Stafford, Mitch Trubisky never lost. Never, I think between Minnesota yep. and the Lions, yep. he was 10-1 and one against them. Against Stafford couldn't beat them. So now they're good, taking him to L.A. And for the first time in his career, he's expected to win, isn't he? Right. That's true. And, Mike, so, I, I think last year the Lions finally did get Mitch. at uh, Remember, they came back late in, at Soldier. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think late at Soldier when uh, Trubisky, something happened. I, I think that was that was Trubisky was the quarterback. But you're Yeah, right. you're right. It was yeah. 27-24 that yeah. came from behind. You're yeah. right. I uh, think they were 5-1 and one against them. Right. Uh, and Okay, let's get to a couple other teams here real quickly. Sure. Uh, Carmen is all back on board with Bill Belichick, okay, and the New England Patriots. Hmm. Uh, I still, I mean, I know a lot of their defense set out because of COVID reasons last year. Uh, they're back, and they made a lot of offseason moves for the offense as well. But I still am not sold on, on the most important position for the Patriots. That's the quarterback position. Nine and a half is their over-under. It's minus 115 both ways. So if you were to pick a side on that, what would you take, Mike? I'd go with you. Under? I'd go with you. And Brady's going to be out there. Brady's coming in with Tampa Bay, I believe, right. isn't he? Yep, he yeah. is. Well, that's a game they're going to lose, Belichick. I guarantee you that right now. If that's the one game, if, if you told Tom Brady, if you, you're going to lose, what game you're going to lose, which one would you not want to lose? He'll tell you New England. You know, he's got to prove that, that Belichick, it wasn't Belichick. And, you know, they got everybody returning from Tampa Bay. I'm with you on the under nine and a half. So you, you don't think that the, the Patriots, because are you, are you the same way I am, that you're not, you're not sold on who's going to be able to throw the ball for the right. Patriots this year? right. I mean, I give them credit for being that high. I mean, nine and a half. 
I mean, but you know, Belichick, it was COVID. It's a weird year. He's still a great coach. I think that, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. I probably wouldn't do anything on this rant, but I'd lean your way. Okay. Before we break, Mike, I want to just get a quick thought from you on the MVP odds. Patrick Mahomes right now is your favorite. He finished second, in my opinion. Actually, Aaron Rodgers probably deserved it at the end. He had a great season. But mm-hmm. Mahomes was 5-1. to one. Uh, Then Aaron Rodgers, we don't know what team he's playing for next year yet. He's 9-1. to one. Dak Prescott is 15-1. to one. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 16-1. to one. Tom Brady, 15-1. to one. Josh Allen, who had such a great year last year, is 12-1. to one. Is there anyone that jumps out there for you, Mike, or would you even go further down the list, like maybe uh, Kyler Murray, who is 20-1 to one right now? I think I'm a quarterback award, so it's going to be a quarterback. I, I, I mean, Brady sticks out to me. Okay. I mean, I mean, he's got everybody coming back, and uh, you know, he's got the system under his belt. It's it, you know, they they the coaching staff and him get along. Just a genius move, but Mahomes too. But Mahomes is minus money, is he not? No, he's pl- he's five to one right now. Oh, he's five to one. Five to one, and he's the favorite. He's the favorite. Yep. And you man, know, he's something else too. I mean, I think it's between Brady and him. Right. I because, do because you know Russell Wilson every year at some point. I, like for a couple of weeks, everyone's like, "Well, he's the MVP," and then he has like a yeah. month where he's just no good. He's twenty to one, Mike. So that's you know, a good buy. Yeah, and he's got that's good, a prop swap buy. Yep, he's got really good wide receivers, and you know, another year under the belt working with those guys. I I think that's not a terrible bet, right? Would you no. Would you agree at twenty to one? I think twenty to one is a good bet. I think Dak Prescott will probably be the leader in the clubhouse for comeback player of the year. Yep, you know. Yep. Uh, because of his popularity and stuff, he's still got to produce, but he's come and he's coming off a bad injury. So, you know, there's some strong ones as far as uh, that goes. But yeah, I, I like Brady and Mahomes. I, okay. I, I mean, I'd I'd probably buy tickets for both. Okay, uh, coming up next, Mike here on the Odds Couple. You know what's uh, coming up on Saturday? Jimmy! That's right, Jim Miller and the Prickness. We'll be back on the Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. Randy Merkin filling in for Carmen DeFalco, all presented by PropSwap. And it is my pleasure to welcome in the great... Jim Miller. Jimmy! Jim Miller, the odds, the handicapper from Hawthorne, Hawthorne Racetrack. And Jimmy, before we get to uh, the Preakness, and I've got a lot of questions about the Preakness and the Derby, our teams, Mike, my son and Jim's son, Owen, met last night for the first time in a two-game series. Uh, Deerfield won 16-8, but it was a fun game. Jimmy, did you, did you enjoy yourself? I did enjoy myself. Here's what I enjoyed, Mike. The best thing of it all is Merck's kid got the pitch. My son got to hit against him. He had two at-bats against him. He walked in one at-bat and then grounded out to end the game in the other. But Merck's kid threw the ball great. It was a good time, great field. Now we just got to kind of get revenge in uh, game number two. Now, now Deerfield's one of the teams. What's the other team? Illinois Crush out of uh, Lockport and Homer Glen. Lockport and Deerfield, always a bloodbath, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, but it, exactly. you, know, you know, Jim and I have been trying to do this, Mike, for I would say two or three years, trying to somehow sync it up that it – our boys could play, and it worked out finally this year, uh, and we're going to do it again later. I'm real excited, and I, I was just really happy to have you guys come out, Jimmy. I thought it was a fun, fun night. Yeah, it was. It was a really fun night. Beautiful to play baseball. It was good baseball weather, too. It looks like the weather is turning now, which is a beautiful thing, guys, for everything, for racing, for baseball, and, and it looks like it should be a good summer ahead. All right, before we get to the, the picks for the Preakness, I, I got to go back to the last week and huh. the shocker of the, of, of the horse, Medina Spirit, uh, testing yep. positive. What was your initial reaction, 
uh, first of all, what was your initial reaction? It's bad for the game was my initial reaction is, is the first thing I saw. I mean, here, here's the thing. When a horse tests positive in any race, it's not a good thing. When it's the biggest race and the most visible race to everybody in racing, it's a really bad thing. And then what followed over like a 72-hour period was you had the story go from this horse was never treated with the medication to possibly a groom urinated in the stall and the horse ate the hay to the horse had a skin condition. So it leaves a lot of questions for everybody. Whether or not that level of medication overage was performance enhancing is kind of up to the question of the veterinarians and just to the question of opinion. But I'll tell you, it wasn't great for racing and uh, a little bit of a black eye in the sport, but now we move forward. Yeah, we move forward, but you know what? I mean, we talked in glowing terms about Bob Baffert. I'm not going to do that. He came up with three different stories, tainted, contaminated, all this garbage I had to listen to. i got to ask you, now, who won the Kentucky Derby? I mean, is it still the the horse that won? And he's racing this week at the Preakness. You can't. I feel bad for the horse if he actually put it in uh, an honest effort. It's not his fault, Jimmy. But what's the deal with the Kentucky Derby right now? You you know what? I mean, they are going to test the split sample. My guess is the split sample is going to come up to show the same exact thing that the initial sample showed, Mm -hmm. and the horse will be described. Disqualified. That that would be my guess. The horse would be disqualified. Mandaloon becomes your Derby winner. But odds are, we're not going to know that for months because there's an appeal process that takes time. So the horse is allowed to race this week. It's been under very strict medication testing all week long. And the horse will be a factor in the Preakness. Don't get me wrong. It ran a good race in the Kentucky Derby, so you have to consider it for the Preakness. But, yeah, so many questions. Well, marks they're going to pre-test it. them, but don't they pre-test all these horses? They do. They pre-test all the horses, but the scrutiny around this horse is even more. Uh, to yep. be able to even enter the race, they've been subjected to additional testing throughout the course of the week, too. Hey, Jimmy, uh, before we get to your picks on the Preakness, uh, I'd just be curious, what is the, the opinion of other people in the industry on Bob Baffert? Because uh, he seems so arrogant, and I know he's won. I mean, he's the, may, I guess you could say he's the greatest trainer of all time. But Not what, anymore. What What is your opinion, and what does other people think of Bob Baffert in the industry? Uh, well, I mean, there there is the the Hollywood appeal to Bob Baffert. He wears the shades. He he he's got the the, the, the white hair. He's, he's got that Hollywood lifestyle. He races in Southern California, and he wins on the biggest stages. So there is that opinion of, of possibly a little bit of arrogance, a little bit of ego as well. Um, and the, the same question follows for the Derby. We talked about it leading up to the race that right. Medina Spirit was probably his number three horse. So, and that horse wins the Derby. His other two horses, one of them's running the Preakness and Concert Tour. Life is good was better than both of these horses. So that leaves so many questions. And within the industry, that was kind of the initial reaction that I saw on social media was really the number three horse is better than these other 18 horses. And that's kind of where people started questioning things right off the bat. All right, Jimmy, we've we got a big race on Saturday afternoon at Pimlico. Uh, it's the Preakness Stakes, the second race of the second leg of the Triple Crown. Uh, what do you think? What's going to happen? Yeah, you know what? There's 10 horses in the field, guys. There's only three horses with speed. Two of them are the Baffert horses, the three Medina Spirit and the 10 Concert Tour. The question is, he's not going to have these two horses ding-dong each other around the track. I think Medina Spirit shows speed. I think Concert Tour rates and runs on late. The wild card in the race is the five, Midnight Bourbon. This is the horse who ran sixth in the Kentucky Derby with a horrible trip. If Midnight Bourbon can show more speed, maybe he can throw a little bit of a wrench in the plans for everybody else. The way I play the race, though, it's a three-horse race. I'm going to play an exact box, box the three, the five, and the ten, and just have two of those three run one-two. And you feel pretty confident, right, Jimmy? 
Yeah, I feel very confident. Those are the only three speed in the race. I think it's a merry-go-round type of race, and they follow each other around. And before we let you go, the uh, the Preakness is that the, which? How far is that? Is the 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 Bell no, It's the a mile longest, and three sixteenths. Right? It's a, it's a, it's the shortest of the three races. So it's a mile and three sixteenths. The Belmont's a mile and a half in three weeks. But yeah, this is the shortest of the three. And does horse racing still need Medina Spirit to win this? Or it, with everything the Black Eyed has, or do you think it doesn't make a difference if it wins and chance to win the Triple Crown? No, they don't. They don't need. They don't need Medina Spirit to win this at all. I'll tell you this: so I think the ratings will be very high because of everything that's been going on in the mainstream media surrounding the Derby and Bob Baffert, and that the ratings and viewership will be high for the race. But they definitely do not need this horse to win. Hey, Jimmy, thanks. We'll talk to you again next week, buddy. Jimmy, right, you got it, boys. There's Jimmy Miller from Hawthorne Racetrack. And Jimmy uh, uh, gave out 3, 5, and 10, I believe, right? Was that the? Yep. Okay. I'll tell you what, Bafford. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just him. If it's somebody else, maybe you have it up for in the air. But there's been, he's had other issues. This is nothing new. We sang his praises. Uh, I sang his praises during the week. And then this find, you find out about this nonsense. Uh, after he wins his seventh one, it's it just it's just a crazy thing. It's too bad, but I gotta be honest with you. If his name's on it, it's a good chance that it didn't happen legally. It is. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, and uh, I have a question for you, Mike. Have you ever been uh, to the Kentucky Derby, covered it, or have you ever gone as a fan? No, my buddies used to want to go. They'd go in a you know RV or something. I never went to the Kentucky Derby. I I I have never been there. I heard it's it's fun and everything else to me i'd rather watch it at home i think you know if the kentucky derby used to start at like five o'clock four thirty we'd be done by five o'clock now they carried all the way till six six thirty there's so much money to be made they show a lot more races now i think the coverage i think nbc does a good job covering it all day they never used to do the in-depth stories as much as they do now so i mean it's 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 an event it's it's got to be fun but i wasn't one of those guys so we actually when i worked at the 101 sports sporting news radio we went i think for three straight years mike nice. and covered it we were there for saturday we did our show there on all day saturday and but you know everybody's got to be drunker than oh than it's, hell. we used to take the last flight out of louisville and everyone was drunk except us it was <laughs> it was the worst flight i've ever been on and it was southwest so you couldn't pick your seat um so uh i have a question for, you know, the crazy thing is though when we'd go there on Friday morning, we had to interview these trainers, and you'd have to get there like at 5.30 yeah. a.m. And these guys knew right away that we knew nothing about horse racing, and they wanted nothing to do with us. I mean, just they would just barely acknowledge us. You know, it was like— what, Right, because they got work to do, and they know they're, they're going to be talking to a bunch of people that are coming down just for the event, basically. They don't know a lot right, about horse right. racing. Who and, does? Except and, people in the business. Right. And they, and they were right for the most part because right. I, I really didn't know anything about horses. Five o'clock in the morning. I mean, I'd be a perfect trainer now. Yeah, I know. I, I see your tweets. You're up. You are I'm up, up at early. I got up at, hey, I got up at 3.30 this morning. I'm ready to roll. But before, I used to get home at 3.30 in the morning. Now things have changed. Yes. I mean, you know what? And, and, and believe me, I mean, it's, it's got to be fun to be a trainer. I just think there's so many pharmaceuticals now in horse racing. I mean, this has been going on since Lasix. been going on for a long, long time. Uh, it's nothing new, but it's the worst possible thing that could have happened for the Kentucky Derby. It is. Yeah, it is. And it was very surprising when we heard that... Uh that, he, that the horse tested positive for steroids. And this appeals crap. Why can't they just find out right away? They got to go through the appeals and everything else. And it just drags this thing through the dirt. Yep, absolutely. All right, Mike, we're at that time where we get out your favorite picks for the week, your locks of the week, whatever you want to call it. Mike, 
What do you have for us this week? Well, I just, you know, I've been leaning on baseball a lot uh, lately, Randy, and I just think that uh, baseball has been very, very good to me lately. Now, there's a game, uh, and this will be up later on today, but Philadelphia is playing Toronto. I like Philadelphia against Toronto tonight, uh, getting plus uh, 138. If you want, you can basically uh, buy a run and a half if you'd like. And I also like uh, San Diego uh, tonight playing St. Louis. San Diego at about minus 185. I mean, that's a lot of lumber to give to St. Louis Cardinals. I I, I figured it out. I did all the processing. It, it comes out San Diego. So uh, San Diego, Philadelphia, my picks in Major League Baseball tonight. How about you, my friend? All right, here we go. So I'm going to go in the NBA, and you mentioned before that the Heat took care of the Sixers last yes. night and kind of made them look bad. So I'm going to do two things here, Mike. I like betting first quarters. I like seeing teams, like especially if they're bad loss, come out fired up. The Sixers tonight have the magic at home. Ooh. Sixers are minus four and a half in the first quarter. I like the Sixers in the first quarter, minus four and a half. I also like the Sixers for the game at minus 10. Oh, we're running, putting your whole life on the on the one game. I love it, Rand. I do. And then one more. Well, listen to you. Go, baby. The Detroit, Put the whip to it. The Denver Nuggets, Detroit Pistons, and Nuggets have been on the road, it seems like, forever. And they're playing the Pistons tonight. The Pistons are kind of a team uh, not giving much of an effort right now. And the Nuggets are minus three and a half for the first quarter. So I would take the Nuggets as well in the first quarter. In that. Nice. How about that, Mikey? I like the profits. And by the way, I would take Jokic with me to collect money from anybody. Yes. He is the most intimidating. He's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> I look at the guy, and I'm looking for a crowbar. My God. He's so, and, uh, he's so, consist- he's so consistent. He, he deserves the MVP. He's been the, yes, best he play- he's been the best player all season long. That's going to wrap it up for the Odds Couple. Mike, this has been an absolute blast, as yeah, usual, blast. filling in for Carmen DeFalco. Uh, Carmen will be back next week. Uh, enjoy your wagering, and thanks again for joining us on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.